Hi, and welcome to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. This podcast is all about how we can learn, grow, and strengthen from the challenges that everybody faces in life, valuing them as part of what makes us who we are and equips us for our future success. Right now, let's get into the content. Hi, it's Toby Hazelwood here. And the topic of this podcast or this video, depending on where you're listening or watching, is around the idea of perfecting our form before we then strive for speed. Now, that came about as a result of something that I heard uh, in an early morning gym session quite recently. I was at the gym, uh, it was about 6.30 in the morning, I was tired, freezing cold, uh, but also simultaneously sweating in the way that you do when you're kind of working out in the winter. Um, and the trainer was sort of kind of shouting instruction at the class and he shouted the expression, first find the form and then find the speed. And that kind of uh, struck me in a way. It, it kind of caught my attention and it made me think a little bit more about the idea of finding form and then striving for speed in, in everything that we do in life and how important that is. Uh, it's kind of encapsulated in that same idea of quality versus quantity. So I wanted to explore that a little bit more today and illustrate to you why I think it's incredibly important to remember that when you're uh, working through any difficulty or adversity in life, but equally when you're striving to achieve great things and you're working towards new goals. So let me talk a little bit more about that and tell you why I was thinking about it. So it often strikes me that um, when we're thinking about progress, we're thinking about our goals, we often sort of zoom in and we fast forward, if you like, to the end state and we think about what it is that we really want to achieve. Now, if we're going through a time of unhappiness and difficulty in our lives, then often we're trying to think about, you know, what does the future look like? What does the new happy future look like? And it's quite understandable that we should want to do that. You know, of course, we don't want to kind of picture ourselves struggling forevermore. We want to actually think about how we get to the, the point in the future where things are better. And so we, we naturally zoom in on the, on the end point. But what that can tend to make us think is that, that we need to progress to that point as quickly as possible, or we want to progress to that point as quickly as possible. And therefore we start to think about how we can kind of build speed and build momentum, perhaps before we're ready. The other thing that we can tend to do is we can kind of look for the shortcuts that may get us there quicker. Uh, and quite, what, quite often what happens when we, we seek the shortcuts or we seek the quick fixes is that we haven't really kind of prepared ourselves or we haven't really built the foundations to make sure that when we get to where we want to get to, that we're able to stay there or when we achieve the thing we want to achieve, that we're able to keep it. And so that's where the idea of, of finding the form first sort of strikes a chord with me because finding the form is about kind of building the skills or building the experience or gradually building the foundations that are going to get us to where we want to get to or give us what we want to achieve um, but building the foundations and in such a way that by the time we get them and by the time we get there we are actually able to keep them or remain there. And it's, so it's about not just making progress but about making the right progress and in equipping ourselves to be able to make that right progress rather than just kind of seeking the quickest way of getting there or pushing ourselves to do things too quickly so that we actually then kind of make a faltering start or we make a bit of progress but then ultimately we don't really kind of get what we want to get or get to where we want to get to and so we end up losing it. So if I kind of, I've, I've got a few notes here because obviously there's quite a lot of topic to cover and I wanna make sure I don't miss anything. Um, so I guess the first thing would be that 
you know, there's a tendency that when we're, we're kind of so fixated on the end goal or the end state that we, we kind of make radical moves or we make snap judgments which we think will take us in the right direction. You know, those radical moves could be any, in, in, in different circumstances, could be different things. So I was thinking in terms of if you found yourself stuck in a, an unhappy relationship or you're going through a, a tricky time in your relationship, you know, the temptation may be that you just can't hack it anymore, you don't want to stay there. And so you, you kind of take the radical decision that you're going to kind of pack up and walk out, you know, maybe leaving the relationship with just the clothes on your back or just a bag of, of your things and you decide you're going to disappear and, you know, make a new life for yourself and just leave. And kind of while that's, while that's tempting, I suppose, in that circumstance, and it may well achieve the temporary aim of, of getting you out of the unpleasant place or the unpleasant space or the unhappy relationship, what can also happen is that, that you kind of put yourself on a very precarious footing going forwards because ultimately you're just running away from the difficulties. And it's not to say that there that you, you shouldn't necessarily leave and that maybe you don't need to leave, but just taking a snap judgment and just taking the, the decision on the day and kind of packing up and leaving, maybe just to get to the out to get out of the relationship isn't the most sort of form-based way of, of leaving that relationship it doesn't set the foundations for a new life you know some people don't have the choice of course and you know to kind of effectively disappear is the only way they can get out of a really really seriously unhappy or narcissistic relationship but for most people I think you know there's probably a case to be made for a more kind of considered approach and we'll come back to that example in a minute but I wanted to cover a couple of other examples in different areas of life you know, so a business, uh, if you're running a business and you feel like you're struggling to make sales or you're struggling to win new customers, it can be, you know, it can be possible, I think, in most businesses to kind of achieve some temporary results by just pumping loads of money into into marketing and into advertising and, and into selling. And what tends to happen in those instances is, you know, regardless of how good the product is, if you pump a load of money into marketing, you know, if you're selling a book on Amazon or a, a product on Amazon, for example, you start to advertise it loads, inevitably you are going to make more sales. But those aren't really, you know, they aren't natural organic sales, if you like. You know, the money that you're putting into them may well be costing you more than you're actually making from the sales themselves. And while you may be winning customers, if you haven't built a solid foundation, if you haven't tested the market and created a product that's actually got demand for it, then the effect is going to be temporary, it's going to be short-lived, and it's only really going to last as long as you're pumping the money in on the marketing front. So while you may, may achieve your, your aim temporarily of, of kind of seeing some influx of revenue and seeing some sales, ultimately the result isn't going to be, you know, necessarily that your business grows. You know, it might be, but it's not necessarily going to be that your business successfully grows and then carries on growing when you scale back spending on marketing. Um, and, and, you know, just looking at a different aspect of life and something completely different, once again, is the idea of, of kind of losing weight. You know, if you decide you want to lose weight, you know, the tempting, the tempting approach can be to take one of these crash diets, you know, and there's numerous of them out there. You know, cutting back your calorific intake to a thousand calories a day or whatever is ultimately going to make sure that you lose weight quickly. You know, there's no denying it. Three months of kind of living on hot water, lemon juice and cayenne pepper and maple syrup or whatever else these kind of fad diets suggest will ultimately make you um, lose weight. There's no question about it, but you'll feel rubbish while you're going through it for sure. Um, and the minute you stop following those diets or the minute you kind of scale up your calorific intake again, you are going to put on weight. So again, temporarily, you achieve your end goal, you achieve the result you wanted to achieve, but have you done it in a sustainable fashion? Have you built the form? Have you kind of 
you know, built a good habit there? Well, the answer is no, of course you haven't. You can't live for the rest of your life on hot water, maple syrup, lemon juice, and cayenne pepper. So really, you've, you've gone after the speed before you'd built the form, before you'd built the quality in your life. So there's three examples there where I think you can, you can kind of demonstrate to yourself that you can achieve the results you want to achieve, regardless of what you're striving for, whether that's to work after a goal or to escape some hardship or difficulty. But whilst the results you achieve may, may be temporarily what you want, I, I challenge that they are most likely to remain temporary and they're, they're not going to be sustainable and they're not going to be present in your life for the long term. So the question then is, actually, what do you what do, you do in order to make sure that the results you achieve are sustainable and the benefits you achieve in your life are for the long term if you're looking to, to do something significant and worthwhile for the long term? Well, the result, the actual answer to that is, is kind of fairly obvious from where I started here. It's about building form. I think it's about building form and good habits and good practice from the outset. It's about accepting that maybe the results that you achieve to begin with aren't necessarily going to be coming about as quickly as you'd like. You know, you're not going to get where you want to get to straight away. But if you are genuinely building good form and you're building good habits and you're getting good at building the, the foundations for a new a new aspect of your life, whether that's a more successful business or a better dietary and exercise regime or, you know, escaping a difficult relationship or building the foundations for a new relationship, then the good form that you put in and the, the focus that you place on getting good form to begin with is going to serve you far better than just kind of going after the quick fix. So, if we return to, to the example of, of, of exercise and athletes, you know, if you consider an Olympic athlete or a professional sports person as kind of the elite in their field, they've not got to the stage where they're brilliant at what they do. You know, they, whether they're a fast runner, if it's a, a speed sport, you know, if take, take a sprinter like Usain Bolt, for example, he hasn't become the fastest man in the world just because of his natural talent. Undoubtedly, that's played a part, but he's built form. And if you watch any footage of him training, you know, he's not just standing there running 100 metres, cooling down, then standing there running 100 metres and so on. You know, he's actually looking at the form. He's looking at the sprint technique in every aspect of that race. And if you consider that a 100 metre men's sprint race takes, you know, less than 10 seconds now, maybe even less than nine seconds, I'm not sure what the world record is. But they look at every aspect of that nine seconds, let's say, in minute detail and they look at building the best form possible. So right from how he gets in the starting blocks, how he leaves the starting blocks, how he takes his first few strides, how he builds to his maximum speed, then how he cruises at that maximum speed, how he dips at the finishing line, you know, all of those aspects he's built the best possible form and those all combine to build the speed. You know, the same with Serena Williams playing tennis, you know, every aspect of her game, every shot that she plays, every aspect of the fitness to get around the court and the technique and the mental agility and the mental strength to deal with the challenges of a match. She's worked with trainers and she's worked really hard herself to build the form and to build the best possible form before just going out there and hitting hundreds and thousands of tennis balls every day to build the, the speed, if you like, or the quality or the quantity of uh, her tennis game. So that's how athletes, you know, use form and focus on form to begin with. Um, and that's how they then go on and build the speed or build the quantity in their, in their chosen sport. <clears throat> and the same principle, I think, applies to every aspect of life. So, you know, in that failing relationship, it may be tempting to just run away, to gather up the things you can carry or the clothes on your back and just say, right, I'm going for a fresh new start here. But actually, 
building the form and finding the form in that scenario may, may equate to actually making sure that you've explored every avenue within that relationship just to make sure that there is nothing there to save. Um, you know, seeking the counselling or look, doing the work yourself and on yourself to make sure you've done everything you possibly could to make that relationship work. And then leaving if it hasn't worked or maybe you might just maybe save that relationship. But if you've decided that it's over and if there is actually no way of saving it, then you know, as, as hard and as painful as it might be, you maybe need to work through that process properly. Do it in a considered fashion so that you exit the relationship in a kind of concerted, a well-planned and well-executed fashion and with dignity and that you actually make sure that you put in place as you go the foundations for building your new life. You know, you find yourself somewhere to live, you figure out what you're going to do about work, what you're going to do about your kids and, you know, your relationships with wider family and with your friends and you actually make sure you exit that relationship in a kind of coherent way so that by the time you get out of it you've not just kind of walked away and left half your possessions there and you haven't got all your your, your files with all your, your bank details for example and your passport or whatever else that you maybe left and forgot. Um, actually you're able to build the foundations for your new life because you've taken the time to build the form as you've exited. And you know if we take in, in the example of a business or a career you know let's take the example not everyone's an entrepreneur not everyone owns a business but many people well, everyone pretty much works don't they so you know it's tempting to think you, you don't want to be stuck in the rut that you're in maybe you don't want to be stuck in the job that you do you want to actually aspire to be the boss or you know move to a role with more responsibilities that's better paid and with better benefits and it takes time to build a career you know it takes time to learn skills to, to to kind of go on training courses and then to build skills and to build experience and you know kind of to build up a resume or a cv that actually represents a lot of hard-earned skills and you do that by finding the form you actually decide what direction you want to take your career in and then you actually build that career and accept that it takes time to build experience it takes time to earn respect in your field and to kind of build up the knowledge that it takes to build a career and then advance on to bigger and better roles. The same with a build, building a business, you know, you build, need to build the foundations, you need to understand what's involved in your particular marketplace and in your niche to understand your customer base and to create and refine your products and how you market them and understand how best to advertise them. There's, there's so many different aspects to it that you can't, even if you could just kind of pump in a load of money in marketing and as I say, get a few sales to begin with, you've not understood the marketplace really. You don't know if your product's great. You've just kind of spent money on advertising it and you've happened to find some people that like a good advert and think they'll take a chance. But that isn't the same as actually building a sustainable business. You, instead, if you find the form and you focus on finding the form, then you, you gradually understand how things work. You gradually understand how to make your products better. And ultimately, you can then go out and build sales, <coughs> excuse me, that are sustainable so that as time goes on, you will be able to, to build a longer lasting, sustainable business. And finally, I guess, coming back to the weight loss example, you know, the crash diet may be appealing. It may be something that gives you the opportunity to, to lose 10 pounds in a month to prepare yourself for going on the beach for holidays or uh, to go to a wedding or whatever. But realistically, you know, good dietary habits and a good solid exercise regime take time to build and finding the form in that is about finding something that works for you that's sustainable for the long term. You know, we all we could all probably do with losing a few pounds from time to time and and the way to do that is actually to focus on what is lasting, what's sustainable for you. You know the demands of your life, you know how much time you have to prepare food and how much time you have to um, devote to exercise and to devote to healthy living. 
and you need to find something that's sustainable for you not just something that will allow you to shave 10 pounds off in one month only to put on 12 pounds the next because you were so starved and so unhappy and so malnourished if you like that that by the time you'd got to the end and the end of the process and lost the weight you were desperate to eat so much that you actually piled all the weight back on so instead finding the form in that example is thinking about what kind of sustainable dietary regime and what sort of sustainable exercise program can you commit to for the long term and then building the form in that and then as you build the form and it becomes second nature then the quantity kind of and the speed kind of comes in its own right you know you you find it easy to stick to the regime and whilst you may only be losing one or two pounds a month for example um, you do that on a sustained basis and so by the end of the year you've lost you know a couple of well 24 pounds or a couple of stone as we say in the UK um, so that's that's where finding the form comes in and you know it's the whole the whole kind of idea that there are there are numerous quotes that kind of illustrate this principle you know slow and steady wins the race uh, first find the form then find the speed um, then this idea that slow is smooth, but smooth is fast. Well, if slow is finding what, what it takes to find the form, then it kind of leads to a, a smoother, more elegant solution. And that ultimately brings you the results you want when the speed kind of naturally kicks in because you know, speed and momentum are what carry us on, carry us on through the process and what deliver long-term sustainable results. The final quote I just wanted to throw at you was one of uh, William Shakespeare's, and it's not often I quote one of his because obviously the old English isn't necessarily the most intuitive, but it's quite a simple one. And it's just that he says, wisely and slow, they stumble that move fast. And what I guess he's saying there is the wise people are the ones that take it slowly, you know, they just build the momentum. Those that take it fast and that rush often stumble and fall. And, and I think there's something in that. I think there is a real sense that actually there is a benefit sometimes in taking things slowly and making sure you're doing things properly before you then try and go faster and that's the way that solid sustainable results are, are delivered so there you go find the form and then find the speed i think it can be applied in all aspects of life i've written a blog post on it which i'll i'll share along with the notes and um, if you have any thoughts on this about how you can apply it in your life then i'd love to hear them i'll leave my email address in the notes too so you can reach out if you want to get in touch and say hello um, wherever you're watching or listening to this if you could give me a thumbs up or a share or a like or a re review even if you're happy to leave a, a five-star review it'd certainly help me out in uh, getting this content out to as many people as possible which is of course my aim to try and help as many people as possible um, so yeah it would be great to hear your thoughts and until next time this is Toby saying goodbye I hope you're thriving and not just surviving and I'll see you next time Goodbye. This has been the Kintsugi Life podcast from Toby Hazelwood. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it useful, and I'd welcome feedback or contact from you to let me know your thoughts. You can reach out on toby at kintsugilife.co. Thank you.